The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today, we'll be discussing the history of one of the most infamous spells known to the Wizarding World, the Cruciatus Curse, and its incantation Crucio. For those of you who may not know, the Cruciatus Curse is one of three of the Wizarding World's most formidable spells, which have come to be known as the Unforgivable Curses. Alongside the Cruciatus Curse, this trio of Unforgivable Curses is made up of the Killing Curse and the Imperious Curse, with the most fatal curse, and therefore likely the most well known, being the Killing Curse, which is also known by its incantation Avada Kedavra. Outside of the Unforgivable Curses, Avada Kedavra may also be the most well-known spell in the entire Harry Potter universe, due to its horrifyingly memorable usage throughout the series. After all, this is the incantation used by Lord Voldemort to murder Harry's parents James and Lily Potter. It's also the spell used in the Dark Lord's attempt to kill Harry himself, not once but twice, the first of these failed murder attempts occurring when the Killing Curse infamously bounced back at Voldemort, resulting in the demise of his first reign of power in the 1970s and early 80s. The Avada Kedavra Curse once again went awry when Voldemort tried to kill Harry with it during the Battle of Hogwarts almost two decades later. The Imperious Curse, on the other hand, is arguably the least dark and ominous spell of the three. Cast by uttering the incantation Imperio, this curse is used to essentially possess another person and control their actions. So, while certainly not a good spell, it doesn't cause physical harm in the same way the other two do, which I guess makes it less terrifying and therefore less memorable. This of course brings us to the third and final spell of the Unforgivable Curses, and the one that we'll be focusing on today, the Cruciatus Curse. Also known as simply the Torture Curse, the Cruciatus Curse is used by saying the word Crucio. Within the Wizarding World, it has a reputation as one of the darkest spells, as it causes unimaginable pain to its victim. In fact, the suffering endured at the hand of this curse is so intense and powerful that it typically results in the victim becoming permanently afflicted mentally or physically if they are subjected to it for prolonged periods of time. With the primary usage of the Cruciatus Curse in mind, the etymology of both the name of the curse itself, as well as the incantation for the spell, make complete sense. For Cruciatus and Crucio are both derived from Latin words with cruciere, meaning to torture, and crucio, translating to eye torture. If I may be so bold, there's certainly no hidden meaning behind any of that. But where did the Cruciatus curse come from? Who created it? And more importantly, why? From what we know, the curse was developed in the early Middle Ages by witches and wizards who were involved in the dark arts. It was initially designed for the same usage as in modern times, to torture others, which aligns well with the common practice of torture that was performed by muggles during medieval times. It's also been noted that some witches and wizards made use of the Cruciatus Curse during duels to give them a competitive edge. From an exchange between Bellatrix Lestrange and Harry Potter during the Battle of the Department of Mysteries, we know that in order to work properly, the curse must be cast with a deep desire to cause harm to the victim, and that the caster must also derive a sense of pleasure from inflicting pain on another person. This becomes evident after Harry tries to cast the curse at Bellatrix, and the effects wear off almost instantly. Bellatrix then cries at Harry, 
Never used an unforgivable curse before, have you, boy? You need to mean them, Potter. You need to really want to cause pain, to enjoy it. Righteous anger won't hurt me for long. I'll show you how it's done, shall I? Despite its dark and despicable nature, the curse was quite popular for many hundreds of years within the wizarding world, until its eventual ban in the 18th century. With the development of the official governing body, the British Ministry of Magic, the Cruciatus Curse, along with the Killing Curse and the Imperious Curse, were dubbed the Unforgivable Curses and made illegal in the year 1717. The three curses were legalized again throughout the years, but only during times of war and extreme conflict. During Voldemort's first rise to power, the head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement, Bartimius Crouch Sr., lifted the ban on the curses in an effort to level the playing field for the Ministry's auras against the Dark Lord's Death Eaters, who had little issue with breaking the law to use the unforgivable curses in the name of Voldemort. And it was during Voldemort's second rise to power in the 1990s that the three curses were once again legalized, this time by the Dark Lord himself after he overtook the Ministry of Magic. As I'm sure you've realized, the majority of those who cast the Cruciatus Curse are dark witches and wizards, most notably Voldemort and his Death Eaters, at least in recent history. Typically, the curse is performed on people of both magical and muggle descent, but that said, it can be cast onto any living creature, like we see in the Goblet of Fire when the fake Mad-Eye Moody demonstrates the curse on a spider. Due to the criminal intent, most of the witches and wizards who have utilized the Cruciatus Curse, not to mention the extreme harm it causes to victims, it likely comes as no surprise that casting this spell is punishable by life imprisonment. If caught using this or either of the other two unforgivable curses, the witch or wizard who casts it would be promptly arrested and sent to the magical prison of Azkaban to live out the remainder of their life. Outside of the years that the Cruciatus Curse was legalized, the only way to avoid imprisonment was if a witch or wizard who cast this spell could provide enough evidence to suggest that they were under the influence of the Imperious Curse at the time of casting Crucio. When it comes to defending against this heinous curse, there's little the intended victim can do once the caster of the spell has uttered the incantation. In fact, there is no known spell that can properly defend against it. The only way one can actually avoid the effects of the Cruciatus Curse after it has been cast is to physically avoid or evade the spell. A witch or wizard could also avoid the effects of the curse by simply interrupting the caster before they finish saying Crucio, as Severus Snape did to Harry in The Half-Blood Prince. In addition to Harry's attempt to use the Cruciatus Curse on Professor Snape after the tragic death of Albus Dumbledore, this unforgivable curse actually shows up quite frequently after its introduction in The Goblet of Fire. As mentioned, we first learn about this and the other two curses in a Mad-Eye Moody Impostors Defense Against the Dark Arts class. We then learn about one of the most infamous cases to take place in the last century involving the Cruciatus Curse, which targeted the parents of Neville Longbottom, Harry's friend and Hogwarts classmate. Soon after the fake Moody teaches the class about this curse, Professor Dumbledore shares with Harry that Frank and Alice Longbottom were tortured to the point of insanity after being interrogated with the Cruciatus Curse by Death Eaters who were searching for Voldemort after he lost his powers in 1981. Tragically, the Longbottoms never recovered and were ultimately moved to St. Mungo's Hospital for Magical Maladies and Injuries to live out their lives there, since they could no longer care for themselves or their son, Neville. Of course, Harry later experiences the effects of the Cruciatus Curse firsthand at the wonder Voldemort himself 
during the Dark Lord's rebirth in the Little Hangleton Graveyard. It was pain beyond anything Harry had ever experienced. His very bones were on fire. His head was surely splitting along his scar. He wanted it to end, to black out, to die. The unforgivable curses were then openly practiced and performed on students at Hogwarts during the Second Wizarding War. These lessons were led by Professor Amicus Caro, in which students were not only taught the curse, but required to practice it on one another. In that same year, Bellatrix Lestrange also performed the Cruciatus Curse on Hermione Granger during her interrogation at Malfoy Manor. Within the wider wizarding world, we've also seen much use of this unforgivable curse, with Gellert Grindelwald using it on muggle Jacob Kowalski in the Fantastic Beasts series, not to mention the entire backstory revolving around the Cruciatus Curse in the newly released video game Hogwarts Legacy. And with that, we've come to the end of another video. What did you think? Did I miss anything of great importance on the history of Crucio and the Cruciatus Curse? Please share your thoughts in the comments below, and as always, if you enjoyed this video, don't forget to like it and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams, and forget to live.